this is James Ross, and you're listening to Radio 1 Chicago.
All right, once again, this is Radio One Chicago here on 88.7. That right there was James Rawson, and I have James in the studio. Hi, guys. Hi. So, um, welcome. This is your first time here. It is, yeah. So, thank you so much for coming in. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Great. Um, let's talk a little bit about that track, and then we'll kind of mm-hmm. get into the broader uh, music yeah. that you do. Yeah, that's the opening track for my album, Tristan and His Old. Um, the album just came out on vinyl, and the um, digital release came out a year ago, but like I said, the vinyl just came out. It's the opening track. It's my little homage to T.S. Eliot. It's called J. Alfred, and so it's my little literary geekness coming out right, right away. Just <laughs> right away. Right over the top. Just putting it all out there. Right? <laughs> um, so let's talk about that, because it's been a, a year. So you initially did like this insane 12-hour... Show thing, uh, yeah, director school, which we'll get into in about a second. Um, and then a year later, you have mm-hmm. this release. So let's yeah. let's let's kind of like do the timeline here. So about a year ago, yep, record I, store day. Yep. So uh, last year, last April, uh, two thousand. What year is it? Sixteen, two thousand fifteen. <laughs> I know. I had to do the minutes. right. Um, I did a twelve-hour concert um, for record store day. So I went and started at six in the morning, and I went through three different record stores. And what I did is I released the album Tristan Ozold on CD and digitally. But I did a special pre-release for Record Store Day to raise money to put it on vinyl. So I raised um, enough money in that 12 hours to fund it on vinyl. Then it took a whole year to get it <laughs> manufactured, printed, <laughs> and done. And now I was able to release it on vinyl a whole full year this past Record Store Day. So did you... Um was it just mm-hmm. because it, there's just so many com- there's not so many companies doing vinyl anymore yes, and because the, there's such it's such a, a backlog so the yeah. wait time is just it, it kept getting stretched from six months nine months to pretty That's much crazy. it was a whole whole oh year God. yeah and then did you get it and then hold on or was it like perfect timing it was just for about this perfect sort? timing I actually had to kind of push it so that the um, I used a small manufacturer outside of Louisville Kentucky uh-huh. so I actually drove down there to get it and I did another like crazy road <laughs> trip I drove one whole day went down to Louisville Kentucky uh-huh. and I went over to Nashville just for fun and came back home from That's like awesome. five in the morning to five in the morning oh my God. So, just um, get some vinyl <laughs> you're about those marathons huh i know <laughs> um so you're a solo artist but yeah. and you do all pretty much all of the music yourself yeah. so how do you transition from somebody listening to that to what you do live I, I have my trusty iPad. <laughs> so I, um, I, it's, I play um, electric guitar. I mean, it's just me, kind of singer-songwriter, but I have my backing tracks, electronic music with me, which, of course, I write and make beforehand, and I just bring it with me to the show. So. Do you, have you found that when you were first initially starting off, did mm-hmm. you was that difficult for you to do? Did it, How did people kind of like embrace yeah, that? It was a weird transition. So I actually did fully embrace the backing tracks till about... About a year ago, uh-huh. actually, right around the time I was releasing the album to try to figure out how to transition this to a live format. I was always doing, you know, I would have the electronic music and then transition to like a normal kind of singer-songwriter, acoustic, you know, electric feel. Uh-huh. Um, and it just wasn't, it was too much of a, a disconnect. And yeah. so I, I was always against the backing tracks. It was always felt that it was cheap or selling out or something yeah. or like not yeah. being genuine. But then I played at a few shows and no one cared. Like, no, one, <laughs> no one was like, oh, he's it was not just a genuine you. artist anymore. <laughs> no, no one cared. Um it's it's yeah it's incredible how much the technology changes mm-hmm. and how much you can do yeah you know from even like two years ago yeah and it's changing all the time yeah how do you how do you kind of keep up with that technology do you keep up with that technology or do you kind of like you found you found your niche and you found like the way you do things and you're you're kind of stuck a little that. bit of both i mean i'm kind of i'm not <laughs> super techie so like i mean they get the garage band and the apple updates you know, <laughs> so as far as advancing with the technology yeah. and i do try to you know read up and, and research what new electronic music and genres are coming out um but i do kind of have just a formula and a way I know how to do things and I just try to modify it as small and little tweaks here and there. I'm always trying to push and make it different and I yeah. want to be stagnant, but no, I'm not super techie. So <laughs> so to keep your sound, do you mm-hmm. are there are there specific uh 
like voicings and sounds that you that you kind of like stick to and you don't necessarily uh, deviate from from track to track, or do you sure. do you not mind deviating? No, I uh, um, it's a little bit of both. So I every song, I, the nucleus of it is on an acoustic guitar. Okay. So no matter what electronic trappings that I put around it, I can always just strip it down and play it on acoustic guitar. And so when I have that core of the song, the arrangement, the structure, and everything there, I can pretty much add whatever I want on top of it. So I've actually played I've played multiple different versions of the same song. I'll uh-huh. do different remixes or different um, variations of it. So I'm, it's both. I have a bedrock <laughs> foundation, and then I'm willing to once that's down, I'm willing to like go crazy and do as many different versions as I want with it. And then kind of tying this back to you know that marathon of, of record mm-hmm. store day, you. You had three different shows, but you kind of had like different variations of yeah. your music. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It was. Uh, um, that's exactly where I changed it. Where I would play like the opening show. It, I it's record store day in Rockford is like Black Friday, where it's this huge <laughs> line of people. You know, uh-huh. so I I started out the day playing acoustic um, in the parking lot of the record store for this line of people, and then uh-huh. then transitioned to a, a, a full. Uh, electric set inside and then a transition to a different acoustic set with different variations of the song so yeah it kept morphing and changing that's how i kept it I was able to play for 12 hours it wasn't exactly the same songs <laughs> did you uh, were you able to raise the money because of just kind of like the new fans that found you because of yeah. that or was it a little bit like so you had both. a lot of yeah both it was a, you know i've been working on the record for a while and i had a ep before that so it was definitely that galvanizing moment where people were able to get behind me and support it and plus with the outreach of, of brand new fans so that's what's Great about record store day and the and the record and vinyl cultures people are there for art and something new so they're wi- they were willing to jump in right away. I was going to say that's really impressive that um, that it's so supportive. Yeah, you know, because I mean, you <laughs> know, know, nowadays it's very yeah, everything's digital. They're like, well, I can just you know yeah. get an MP3 of this. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but that's really cool. And I pushed it. I mean, I like I said I pushed it hard. Where I did the CD release, but I also had digital early releases, and I tried to push it as hard as I could. It was. Um, it definitely was not easy. And it, was an, it was definitely an uphill challenge, and it kind of, you know, by you know the grace of whatever I was able right. to get there. But it was definitely right at the last minute kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a couple of other tracks. We're going to get into one in just a moment. But in case people want to get a hold of you and kind of find mm-hmm. your music and just kind of get a hold of yeah. your vinyl things like it, what are some of the best ways people can kind of keep track? Um, of I you? always keep my website as my like central hub. So it's uh-huh. uh, the letter B and then my name B James Rawson.co. Well, it links to Spotify and you can buy my, you know, everything right there. Um, and all my social media, it's just my central hub B James Rawson.co. Great. We'll be back here on radio one. Thank you. 
Once again, this is Radio 1 Chicago here on 88.7 WLUW, and that right there was James Rawson. And tell yeah. us a little bit, what was the title of that song? Love Built a City. Love, and what is that song about? Is uh, <laughs> You know, it's pretty, I try to cloak, you know, my life around these poetics, and the, the album is based on a, uh, a Wagner opera, but really the song is totally just a kind of a biography of me. It's, it's about meeting my wife. Uh-huh. right here in chicago that's why it's like awesome actually i was walking getting here just a little bit earlier and i was walking right by the place i proposed to her right off of uh um right by the water tower place mall and you know this is the city where we uh we fell in love and it's uh it was a big moment in my life because for both of us we have a weird kind of painful history so like for like you know it's I, I which is to, always good for songs yeah it is, exactly <laughs> that's where that comes from you know i, I try to toe the line where it's a little bit it's very heartfelt where it, uh-huh. love for me has been a hard hard road and that's really what that album and the song is about that song is a combination of like coming out of depression and finding some some hope some love something that i didn't think i could find yeah how 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 difficult was that to kind of take take all those emotions take the past and all those stories and kind of actually turn it into it's kind of the it's not as hard as it would seem because for me it's how i process and cope anyway Uh so i don't it works at that subconscious level for me. I saw, yeah, I give it some time. It kind of ruminates and then pop. There's a song or there's something that just comes out and it's kind of how I process what's going on in my life. I say, instead of taking pictures or a scrapbook, I write songs. And then what about kind of like taking those ideas and kind of merging it? Cause you, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the writers that you love, yeah. Uh, do you find, uh, do you like look at one of their stories and find like a the, correlation do, or do, do you, yeah. I try to like mix, the my my real life story with something a little bigger than me otherwise i feel like it's too confessional in a bad way a little too whiny or too sentimental you know uh-huh. like i don't you know sentiment do you think it's more like it makes you feel naked do you think or uh, is it more just it's, there's some of saying? that and, you know at first when the record when i first released the record i was not as open about the subject matter uh-huh you know i was focused more on telling people it's about wagner it's about you know i talk about t.s Eliot, and i kind of strove on the um the kind of place cards that i put up and 
Yeah, it took me a little bit, even after it came out and I did this press and, you know, did the, um, even after the fundraiser event to let people know that, no, actually, this is about me. This is about me dealing with depression. This is about my wife dealing with domestic issues. This is about us being really messed up and finding each other. And, you know, that story is personal and universal. So my goal is to kind of merge the two. Uh huh. And so now looking forward, you have these group of songs and they've, mm-hmm. they've kind of helped you get past a lot of things going forward, writing new songs. Uh, what do you kind of use to fuel that? The same thing. I look at what's going on in my life. So I do have a whole batch of new songs that I've been playing. Um, they're kind of in that beta process where I get to play for <laughs> live people and they're you know, uh-huh. recorded and ready to go when I test them out. And it's just the next step, you know, the, and once that relationships inform, what's it like to be in a relationship? So the album deals with a lot of sexuality and a lot of intimacy issues. Um, the kind of the next chapter, if you'd say in the way. So you, you had, technically, the album was released a year ago digitally. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now you have the album out in vinyl. Are you, how do you feel, like, re-pushing that music? Do you feel like you want to move on, or you're, you're completely okay and not sure. done with, like, this, yeah, it's, these groups of good, songs? It's, um... It is kind of a mixed bag because I'm always I'm I'm always writing like yeah. I'm always getting ideas and writing new songs. So for me, like this is these songs are so old, even though it's like two years old. Like right. for me, they feel ancient. Of course, um, yeah. but it's been nice because actually getting it on vinyl in this different medium, I've been able to get kind of this more support and rallying behind it because it's the thing fans have been wanting for a long time. So it's weird. I'm kind of distant from it, but my fans uh-huh. are getting closer to the music mm-hmm. through the vinyl. So it's this weird mix. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm willing. I'm I'm happy to stay with these guys <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, if once again, if people want to get a hold of your music, kind of keep up to date with you yeah. and find you and all that thing, all those things. What are some of the best ways? Yeah. My website bjamesrawson.co. Um, my ha- my handle for everything is b. James Rawson. That's it. So uh, Instagram, Twitter, everything. Just be James Rawson. You'll find me. And then we have one more song that you you brought in, and you yeah. have a little bit of a, a story in regards to what this song is. Yeah. About. So the song it ties in. So with with the um, vinyl fundraiser as a thank you note to one of my fans who supported and gave extra money. Uh, I wrote her a song. So one of the promotions they did to help you know get the money get my fans involved <laughs> was like hey you know support and now we'll give you something back and she did and wrote her a whole song sent it to her as a special love song for her and her, her new husband and uh-huh. then I asked her hey I like this song is it okay if I release it and she's like oh please and so I, I just released it as a single on Spotify so it's yeah it's called Twilight Hymn yeah. right well James thank you so much for coming in oh, thank you and we'll look forward to more of your music well, thank you <laughs>